Hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome to the Fergon Fiction Podcast. Now, I guest, Philip, who is the host of his own podcast, the Let's Talk Podcast. We've both been following the COVID-19 case worldwide, seemingly both keeping up with the news and stuff. So how are you, Philip? I'm pretty good. You And you, man? Yeah, man, I'm doing well. Um, I noticed that yourself, you've been following the cases uh, pretty intently. I know a lot of people you talk to online, they get kind of sick of talking about it, where... Other people, they're, like, very interested in keeping on top of it, and that seems to be you. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've been very focal about this whole COVID-19 for the past, maybe, like, couple months. <laughs> a couple months. The last couple, especially the last month, uh, and even today, <laughs> with my rants. <laughs> yeah, it's got crazy. So before this had really, like, there was a few cases in Australia hadn't really picked up, and I was on uh, annual leave from work. I didn't really go anywhere. I just chilled at home. And then by the time I got back to work, it had really picked up. So I work in a club. So like a, a bar, basically. So there's people everywhere that had restrictions, how many people you could have and so forth. I was then went back to work for two days. I'm like, this isn't like, like going to work. And then sure enough, a few days later, the government's like all bars, clubs, restaurants, everything pretty much shut. Like some restaurant restaurants do takeaway and stuff. So I was kind of glad because I remember the second week on the holidays, I was going to go to Luna Park with friends and I cancelled on them. I'm like, oh, because Luna Park's in Sydney. And I'm like, oh, no, nah, it's probably not a good idea. And one of them got kind of upset with me. Now, like, looking back, I'm like, yeah, I'm glad I didn't go. I'm glad I was being cautious. Yeah, I, you know, funny, I mean, not not really funny, but early, what was it? Early March, me and my friend were supposed to go see a movie and I think it's before this whole staying home order was started, and then and then things started getting picked up. This whole virus more and more. I like, no. My mom was telling me, "Don't go. If I was you, don't go." So I I, I listened to her. Thankfully, I did, <laughs> because I, who knows? Because we don't know if people have the virus, and and there this is before this whole testing started. You know, because we don't know who has it. Yeah, I know. Like even before this, I remember saying it. It works because we handle a lot of cash because in gambling, you can't, you know, just pay your credit card to play poker machines and stuff. I said to any co-workers that would listen, look, if you're handling money every half hour or so, make sure you go out, wash your hands because you don't know whether people wash their hands or not. So they have dirty hands handing you dirty money and you're going to touch it. And then sure enough, I was now definitely so on the two days I was back at work, I'm like, my hands were <laughs> getting a bit dry because I had that much hand sanitizer on. It was crazy. Yeah. And, you know, it's hard to find those hand sanitizers there, uh, nowadays. And it's hard to find, like, toilet paper, uh, disinfecting products. You know, it's crazy. Um, people are hiring these items ever since this started, this whole COVID-19 started. Uh, I believe it hit in the United States, what, in January, early, early January? When, where did, when did it hit in the Australia? Um, one second and I'll tell you, cause I think the biggest problem we've had was from a cruise ship called the Ruby mm-hmm. princess. There are a lot of cases on that. They disembarked, let people off that were sick and all this stuff. And then let people go on the cruise ship now after people have already been sick. And there's like a huge investigation into that at the moment. But I'm not quite sure exactly when the first case was in Australia, but I'll let you know. It'll be probably earlier than I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
because I remember one of those things in January, like someone made a joke about, oh, you haven't been to Wuhan lately. Like, you know, people were joking about it. it's just all oh, this thing happening in China. And obviously, like, it's only two months later. That's how rapidly it spread. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, I just read, like, today or here where I live, I live in New Mexico. We, I think we're like 1,500, 1,700 positive cases in the state of New Mexico. And Gee. we got like 380 recoveries. And they're finally right. tracking the numbers of recoveries, 300, I think 381. Wow, we got like 30, no, actually a little bit more now of death. Uh, I can't remember the exact number of death. But, but we're going to hit, I think we're going to hit like 2,000 maybe by next week, if anything. Jeez. So the state I'm in, New South Wales, we, this is of 3 p.m., which might have just 15 minutes ago, has 2,936 cases with 10 new cases today. There's been 650 cases Australia-wide with 69 deaths. Yeah, that's yes. And people wanted to uh, reopen it, reopen so soon too. Oh, it's crazy, man! Like everyone's saying that once this like restrictions are lifted, oh, I'm going to go out and have a party. I'm going to do all this. I'm like, even when it's lifted, I'm still going to be like, oh man, I'm still going to go where I need to because it's guaranteed to be a second outbreak. Yeah, it's you know, it's insane. I I believe I saw like a news just the other day, or was it yesterday, that people still go to the beaches in Florida. Like a bunch of people, no social distance or anything. It's not mean close to six feet apart. And there's like a bunch of people in Florida. It's, I don't remember what city in Florida. And there's like a picture, they showed a picture of it. I'm like, man, pe- pe- people, they gotta get that infection sick, you know? And people don't understand you may recover, but there are, especially for elder people, and now it's affecting almost every age now. You know, first started, it's, it's Elder people more are vulnerable, but now you heard young people getting the infection. I think a baby died out of the virus just a few weeks ago. Yeah, it's crazy. I saw the kids post who's a member on the forum, both me and Philip go to, who works at EMT in New York City. So he's basically on the front lines. And he said, you know, all this stuff that people are saying about only if you're elderly, you get he's like people in their twenties and thirties they really aren't coping with it. And we had the same thing here. Um we had people going to Bondi Beach, which is in Sydney, and the police had to come down and shut down the beach. You're like, guys, get out. This is ridiculous. Yeah, right. For this, and, you know, they're lucky. They they could maybe give them, like, a citation or or whatever, because it, I, I'll tell you this. If they, people don't listen to these uh, the staying home order, those restrictions, the government's going to be more strict. And they're going to be more strict, and people are not going to like it at all. Exactly. We had that here as kind of like advised. It wasn't enforced. Like, say you wanted to go somewhere in a social gathering, you had to stay 1.5 meters apart and that sort of thing. They moved tables apart and people were just being silly about it and they were joking about it. And then the government's like, well, you didn't listen. It shut down. Now there's fines if you're not going out for necessity. So if you're basically not going out to shop, go to work. And that sort of thing. You can get a fine here at the moment up to um, $1,500. Apologies for the traffic noise. I live in the highway, everyone. So don't panic if you hear emergency vehicles going past. But, yeah, now they've really cracked down on. Yeah, because I, I, I know why. It's, it's basically the same fine, too. Like, I think, no, actually, I think about it. I think it's like $5,000 fine. And, and or you can end up going to jail for one year. 
Yes. Swanee's thing you heard about the um if prisons didn't have guards at the moment, it'd be the safest place to be. Because, like, say they didn't have guards coming in and out from the outside world, how would have they have gotten in? Yeah, and you know, and speaking of prison, uh, they I, over here in New Mexico, the state government released some of the prisoners, so it won't be no uh, what you call it, no fire spread or something. But it's only for like those minor criminals, offenders, or something, not like murderers or anything like that. Yeah, it's like a bit more, but I keep seeing posts about missing persons reports. Like, oh, if you see this person, well, I'm like, when am I going to see this person? Looking out my window, like, I know they're just trying to find them, but it's, it's pretty hard at the moment. So a lot of things are like, yeah, how does that work? Like at the moment, say you get pulled over and you go into a non-essential store, mm-hmm. like you get fined, but at the same time, stores that are considered, I wouldn't really consider essential, are still allowed to be open. So there's a bit of a catch-22 on that one. Yeah. Oh, what was it again? So, say you get pulled over by the police and, like, where are you going? You'd be like, oh, say you go into EB Games or GameStop. Mm-hmm. They could obviously find you. They'd be like, that's not essential. But at the same time, EB Games are still allowed to trade. So, that seems like, you know, like, what do you do in that case? Oh, man. Uh, you probably have to... <laughs> Well, if they'll, they'll find if they, they give you a fine, there's no way you can get out of it. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, yeah, trust me, I'm not going anywhere. I don't need to, man. It's crazy. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, over here, they're not really punished people yet, except for the small, except for the business that are non non essential service. I just not just like long ago, my sister who worked at the calling center, and I've been wondering, is that a, a essential service? And then I find out maybe. Last week or two weeks ago, um, a police were there at the calling center and told close it down, close everything down. <laughs> and, oh, they, yeah. and they did. They were forced because they started tracking the business who are non-essential service to close down. And I was like, it should be closed. They should be tracking now for a long time ago. It's, be, it's just like that two weeks ago. Yeah, it was pretty funny. There was a case in another state in Victoria. Well, after these restrictions came in, mm-hmm. a brothel had to be shut down. And obviously, there's no social distancing there. <laughs> so they end up having a huge fine. They're like, because they opened illegally. And they, they, um, one of the people, the politicians in Victoria is like, really, people? Like, we had to come out and do this. Like, you'll know you should have been shut. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. And, and I, I, I'm fearing that if they, because we heard, I think Texas governor announced that the plans for reopening starting like I think Monday we open the parks but keep like social distance and different they have like some schedule I think I share on the post on the Facebook and I still think it's still too soon to reopen uh in an April early May um because I know some state wants to reopen there's I know there's like eight states now uh don't do any staying home order at all and they're being increasing um, infected of the COVID-19. That's just crazy, man. Like at the moment, in Australia, there's only 6,542 cases. In the United States, there's 706,880. And we still have pretty tight restrictions for the moment. Not completely locked down. Mm-hmm. You still go to the shops, go to work, yeah. you have essential work and that sort of thing. So here in a country that has like, a huge amount of difference saying, oh, we're going to open back up. 
meanwhile, Mr. Australia were like, yeah, it's still too soon. It's just crazy. Like, I can't believe there's still talks in the US of opening up anytime soon. Yeah, it's, I mean, there are people, some people out there want to care about the economy than seeing people life. People like, you know, the president, Donald Trump, uh, that one uh, senator, or not senator, congressman from Indiana, Trey, I can't remember his last name. Uh, I was vocal about that just a few days ago on Twitter when I read about that. I was so mad when I heard about that, what he said. He said, I believe, uh, it's no less evil to let American, I rather let American, it's no less evil uh, American die rather than, you know, taking uh, the economy. I'm like, you really kidding me? And I, some people respond and say that you go first and stuff, you know? Exactly. How are you going to contribute to the comedy? To the economy when you're either dead or really sick in the hospital, you know. Exactly, exactly. You know, and it's just, it's just insane. We have some people, even the politicians, including the politician, that they're so eager to have the economy then save people's lives. I mean, hey, even people, even though they're not really a, a politician, Doctor Phil just recently say something. Stupid compared to like, well, we have an automobile accidents, people die, smoke cigarettes. We didn't close down the country for that. I like you kidding me? You can't compare that to the, the this disease, this infection. That's <laughs> I, that's beyond stupid, really. Even saying that, he's like, oh, what about cigarettes? What about roads? I'm like, because there's that many automobile accidents. That's why there's tons of regulations on the roads and restrictions and when you can drive, how fast you can drive to try to mitigate accidents. That's pretty much the same that's been applied to this virus. Like you can't just go out on the road, speed everywhere, run red lights and do all that sort of thing. Unless you're drinking drive. That's the one, you know, you people die drinking drive. That's that's about it. And then it's, and it's, you know, it can be preventable. You can't prevent this virus, unless you do this social distance, because this virus is very new to everyone. And, and he comes up, exactly. And he comes up, doctor. I call him fake doctor. I, I put, I start the hashtag fake, hashtag fake doctor on uh, Twitter. And I mentioned, I tag him. And same with um, Dr. Oz. He, I can't remember what he said exactly, but he, he suggests, you know, this, uh, rather open this country, let, you know, American people die or something. Not exact words. It's uh, exact exact words, but you know, it's just ridiculous when people like those two in their profession. It's it's a disgrace. Definitely, and it's coming from people that you know well and good. If they don't have income for six months, they'd probably do okay. Mm-hmm. Where other people that still live paycheck to paycheck, they're like, no, I'd still rather be at home or work where I can in a safe environment. So in Australia, we've had something as a lifeline for a lot of people. The government introduced the JobKeeper program, where if your business has been affected by, like, say, sales are down, thirty business is down 30% or more, the government basically pays that business to then pay wages to the staff. So, for example, um, unless you work somewhere less than 12 months, but... Anyway, they can still pay their employees. Like, for example, um, all public clubs are shut at the moment. So, obviously, sales are down 100%. And that way, when bars reopen, they're not going to have to go out and rehire a whole heap of staff, get new because people would have left because they had to go in unemployment or find new jobs and that sort of thing. So, that's definitely been a good lifeline here. That's going to go for 
six months until um, the 30th of September, I believe. So that's definitely been a good lifeline for a, a lot of people. And that way they don't have to go out because there's only a limited amount of jobs at the moment. So everything is shut down. Mm-hmm. So they're basically everyone that works in hospitality was pretty much out of a job basically overnight, except for in some instances. Central, sir. Yeah. So that was definitely a lifeline. Yeah. My, my friend works, he's a central sir. He worked at the power plant. So he has to work um he even told me he wish he can stay home but he has to work and i have a nephew lives in hawaii i believe he he's a police officer i think um and i am cousin who is also a cop in dallas he has to work these essential service uh and i, I first the first thing i want to say i want to thank these people who had uh put their lives on these essential service especially with with those doctors, the way they're going through right now to help their help saving the patient's life with this whole COVID nineteen, the doctors, the nurses, uh, you know the and plus you know you got the fire department, the police department, you know doing their thing, you know because you know without these workers, <laughs> there will be a lot more trouble right now than where we are right at the moment. Oh, absolutely. It's like a huge thank you to them, all the essential workers at the moment. Even anyone, like, no matter what they're doing, they're not a doctor or nurse. So they just work at a supermarket or a gas station or that sort of thing. Like, they're basically putting their health at risk just going out. Like, I'm very fortunate that the JobKeeper program was introduced. So I'm definitely not going to be an idiot. I'm like, well, if I'm getting paid to stay home. I'm going to stay home as much as I can and do the right thing and not go out. Because the thing is, there's that many people that are asymptomatic. They don't even know they have it. Like, I could have it right now, for example, and say I went out around a whole bunch of people. I feel fine. Yeah. Meanwhile, I could spread the fucking virus everywhere and not know. Exactly. And that's what people, that's a, some people don't understand that because this virus is very unpredictable. Um, you don't know you have it. Even my mom says she doesn't know she have it. I don't, I mean, she hasn't, uh, she has, she only go out for essential business, like go sh- uh, get food, buy food or, you know, that kind of stuff. But, you know, or we don't know if my sister has it because she's been working, you know, at the calling center, they've been open and then she, by force they have to be closed down. You just don't know who has the fires. Even it may look fine or so, like you as you mentioned, give your example, oh, I feel fine with this, but you might have it. And you and it spread and it keeps spreading and spreading. That's why this whole, whole social distance is very, very important. Yeah, exactly. There was a nursing home in Sydney where one of the employees, she went to work, she went, she felt fine and she was infectious for six days and that spread all through this nursing home. Like she tried to do the right thing as much as she could, but there's just no controlling it. Like you're coming in contact with people. She didn't know. Yeah. It's just chaos. It's, it's scary. It's scary. I mean, I have been hearing people who say, this is for America. Uh, you don't face a fear or some crap. And I'm like, you know, this virus, you know, other people may recover it, but there are people who die from this virus. It shows in China, and look what happened in China and in Italy. They were very bad, and even in New York, they are dealing right now. Um, and I know this whole, the way you want the, those flat curves, you want to call it, in the, showing the data, and it, it may show improvements already, but we're not completely there. Even the doctor who works... Uh, works with Donald Trump. He said we're not we're not there yet. I don't think this whole reopening is not a good idea. 
Exactly. Just look at Singapore. They were one of the best countries on top of it. They reopened too early and they just had a huge spike in cases and had a second outbreak. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's, it's really, I mean, I wish we had the vaccine. <laughs> that will solve everything, really, because, uh, you know, I, you know, I watch something on CNN, I think it was yesterday, no, two days ago, and this, I, th- I think she's a doctor, a scientist, they were, she's the one that tried to help work on the vaccine, and she said for, they're in for the date of, for on an emergency response uh, this fall, this fall, and if things work out regarding these free, those uh, trials, and, and and for the general public, she aiming, they aiming next spring. That's kind of good yeah, news so. for the emergency response get it in the fall, but people don't have it till next spring, you know, for the general public. And that you know, I say the sooner the better, but it, it takes time for the vaccine. But I would, you know. Yeah, exactly. And the the thing we have against us here. Is even though like people think, oh, when it warms up, the virus like goes away. It started spreading through summer here, but now it's autumn, and the government said no restrictions are going to be lifted for four weeks. And after that, four weeks are up, we are going to reassess. And a lot of people took that to mean, oh, in four weeks everything's going to be open. No, that just means in four weeks they're going to sit down again, and they could just say, no, we need another four weeks, we need another two months, we need another six months, sort of thing. But we are going into winter. So say the middle of July, like it'd be summer for you guys, but it'd be winter here. And they're like, oh, let's open everything back up. There's going to be cold and flu spreading around as well. And then people won't, yeah, so people go and think they have the cold or flu and think they have coronavirus, got the cold, and there'd be even more stress on the um, hospital system. So that'd be chaos as well. So I can't imagine anything completely opening up here till September, till spring at least would be my prediction. Okay. Yeah, um, I, I mentioned it on Twitter and on Facebook that I always say my idea is better than Donald Trump's idea regarding reopening. I say, you know, obviously, you know, don't reopen at all in April and early in early May. Obviously, you don't reopen anything. Uh, we we evaluate everything in mid May. Talk to the doctors, scientists. Listen to them. Don't play doctor like Donald Trump was doing. <laughs> I mean, let's face it. Donald Trump was playing doctor. All these, you know, it, that's a dangerous game right there. Let's call it where it is. Let's call it the middle. Playing doctor is a very dangerous game. And that's what he's doing. He's so eager to open this uh, America so soon. And it, it's dangerous. Um, and I said, you know, we evaluate mid-May. And if, if they say, good, these doctors, scientists say, no, I think couldn't we open, you know, then maybe consider we open in June. But if things not going well, no, don't reopen anything. If, if everything's improved, then maybe do a, like a soft reopening, like test it out. Like say open just the restaurants, limit to t- up to 10 people. That's just for example, and things doesn't work out, you close everything right away. That's pretty much. Yeah, like even at the moment here, if you have a funeral, you can't have more than ten people. If you get married, you can only have five people, and that includes the bride and groom. Um, 
So they've been like pretty strict on it, but all it takes is one person. Like I believe it's in South Korea, the 31st person to contract the virus is responsible for 80% of the cases. So even people now try and be idiots. They purposely ignore social distancing. People are purposely going out coughing and spitting people. Say we just get it down to one person. They go out and be an idiot. That's whole cause for another outbreak. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, I'm, I didn't go anywhere except for I just put gas. You saw my post on Facebook just the other day uh, where that mask, not that sheet mask, <laughs> uh, you know, and I just go to my mom's house basically every day, every day, you know, and then come home and that's it. You know, that's all I did. And this, you know, I take this social distance pretty seriously. Um, if I had to go out for like get food, I'll get food or, you know, whatever things I need. If I have to, what you got to do, what you got to do, right? Yeah, exactly. So at the moment, uh, my girlfriend's work is still open. It's a board game shop, but they've allowed to be open. It's pretty funny. Our prime minister said something about puzzles being essential. And since he said that, their sales of jigsaw puzzles have absolutely skyrocketed and their business (laughs) From because everyone's bored, they want to get puzzles and stuff. So their work like, had a different um, improvement in sales. So considering she's going out to the shops and everything anyway, because she works inside uh, a mall, I just give her money and be like, oh, can you just pick up the groceries on the way when you come here? That way, you know, I'm like, I don't have to go out if I have to. And it's greatly appreciated because obviously she's have to go out in public anyway. So we've just been doing it that way for the moment. So I haven't gone anywhere. And it sucks, like, at the moment, you can't go visit family if you don't need to. You can have a romantic partner come visit you sort of thing. But, yeah, it's pretty strict on even visiting your family. We just had the Easter weekend here, which a lot of people spend with family. They go out, go on holidays because both Good Friday and Easter Monday are public holidays. We get a four-day weekend, but the police are really strict on that. Like, uh, my younger brother and his girlfriend just had a, um, oh, a baby together, and I can't go visit. Yeah, congratulations to him, but I'm like, I'm probably not going to be able to visit in the next mm-hmm. month or two. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's, it's tough, Especially, you know, when you're about to have a baby and deliver, and that's pretty risky, too, you know. Uh, you got to do what you got to do, you know, go go to the hospital, and be, but this whole COVID-19 has messed everything up, and, you know, and, you know, my sister who, who has two kids, one is four-year-old, another is two-year-old, and my mom wanted to see her grandkids, but can't because due to this whole fire thing, you know, you know, and you know, I think they say something about one guy, uh, probably not go to your see your grandkids or anything because you don't know because you know grandkids could be or kids can be lethal to carry that virus. You don't know if they have it or not. Um, spread it, and, you know, and my mom's been going through a lot for the last two years in the hospital. Almost died, even almost died last year. And this year, this whole COVID nineteen, she's being extra careful. We all being extra careful, you know. And it's it's crazy times. I I, I believe it will get we get through this, but it's gonna take time. Yeah, like it was just frustrating because I'm in my twenties. I'm like, if I get it, odds are I wouldn't be that bad. And I'm try, I was trying to protect people that were older than I am when this is going. Like, in my work, we had a membership. We have a membership card program. You swipe your membership card, you okay, get a yeah. discount, right? Well, what we can do 
we can just type the number in on the till that way. I don't have to touch your card. So I asked someone, you know, what's your number? And they were offended by that. I'm thinking, thinking how many people's hands and cash I've had to touch since you've been lining up. Like I was trying to help them out. It's like just things like that just I found frustrating. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, like I remember people were getting upset that Roman Reigns pulled out of WrestleMania. I'm like he just recovered yeah. from leukemia quite recently. All power to him. Definitely stay at home. Like your career's not worth your life. And he's, he's he just announced that he's going to have twins. And you know, and I sh- yeah, oh, I just went, I went somewhere just a couple of days ago or other day that he announced that his wife's pregnant and he's gonna have twins. And I'm like, and that's cool, you know, you know, that's cool, you know. And I don't blame him of dropping out WrestleMania, at, you know, as he was scheduled to get uh, Goldberg. Um, you know, he, he like you mentioned, he just recovered the leukemia. He has history with leukemia. And he has, you know, weaker, weaker immune system. And once if that if that virus hits him, if he's, you know, past history, that's not gonna be good. And you know, it can get ugly real fast. And I don't blame him dropping out. And people blaming him or criticizing him, they're just selfish. So, so what have you thought of uh, wrestling lately? Do WrestleMania have been keeping up with it much, or do you watch WrestleMania? Yeah. I, I did watch WrestleMania, <laughs> and that's all I have to say. <laughs> I mean, I you know I did my podcast last week, or was it last week? Yeah, last week. Uh, we talk about WrestleMania with uh, Richard Waters, and oh, that's right. Yeah, just blanked. Yeah, um, for people who don't know, Richard Waters also posts as Ness on a forum we go on. Yeah, I did, I did listen to that. So <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. It's all good, man. But yeah, and you know, funny we mentioned about wrestling. Start the day of the governor in Florida called WWE Central Service. I like really they called. <laughs> I, I I have a good laugh about that for a little bit when they called WWE Central Service. No wonder they can do their shows with no crowd at the Performance Center in Orlando, Florida. Essential Service WWE. Wow. Yeah, it's just crazy. Look, I was watching a report, this Australian news thing. The moment they're like, "Well, how safe is exercise?" and they're like. If you're exercising around people and they're heavy breathing and doing that stuff, it's pretty much just the same as cough and sneezing over you. And then you've got wrestlers with the whole social distancing. They're obviously wrestling each other, sweating each other, breathing, panning, all this stuff. And I'm like, how is that allowed at the moment? It's just, yeah, I, I don't get it. But yeah, uh, it's been, and you, we saw, you know, other sport events being suspended or canceled. NBA suspended, um, Major League Baseball suspended, hockey suspended. And you know, it's physical contact sports. Um, UFC is supposed to have their pay per view tomorrow, but they cancel it because the governor in I think California that's where it's supposed to take place where major concerns, so they have no choice to cancel it. Um, as last time I checked early this week, they just announced it early this week they cancel it, unless there's something I don't know about, but you know, and, and yet WWE, you know, consider it's a central service that's just nuts that's just crazy man and i think the reason why i think because you know fitz mcmahon's wife worked with donald trump so that those connections right there yeah even after they afforded to you know do do something shady to get themselves in a central service they go and release a whole bunch of wrestlers like at absolute worst time people saying all these people can go to aew i'm like 
AEW don't have any live revenue at the gate to sign people to big contracts. People like going to New Japan. I don't know what it's like in the USA at the moment, but say you're in Australia and you can book to wrestle in New Japan, you can't fly out of Australia. So I don't know what some of these wrestlers are going to do, especially if they aren't US citizens. Like, say they're on a working visa, they're going to have to get back um, to their country somehow, which I imagine wherever they're from has, like, huge travel restrictions. So I just thought this was an absolute, like, just dog move. Like, it's not like they were going bankrupt. They could have absorbed this loss and, like, just go from six months, have a really bad six months now picked up from here. It's not like... WWE are about to go bust yeah, anytime um, soon. Is New Japan still doing wrestling with all this going on? Give me one second and I'll tell you. But yeah. Um, yeah, like I, I don't get the logic some people have because I keep seeing all these people saying, oh, you know, all these people should go to AEW. I'm like, I imagine it's going to affect AEW a lot more because it's their first yeah. year of their TV deal. And we've got to now, and then there's obviously no fans coming yeah, through the game. Yeah, they're doing it with no crowd on TNT, and I thought this could be really bad for AEW financially because you know it's not really, even though they got a TV deal, they're not really a big major company yet, you know, and they need it. They need like fans go to their events, ticket sale, merchandise, merchandise sale, you know, whatever the revenue, but they have no revenue coming in, and they're still doing their shows. Now, I'm really concerned about these AEW. Yeah, it'd be totally shame. Like, it's only just started up. They're, like, trying to be competition, at least something different to watch. And, you know, like, um, they're obviously... Cody Rhodes couldn't predicted how bad they would have done this financial year. And I just looked up um, New Japan Advance are cancelled until May 4th, but I feel like they'll probably cancel mm-hmm. after May 4th anyway. So I can't see them yeah. going anytime soon. So yeah, it's affected everything. And you know, San Diego Comic Con just canceled, just announced cancellation today. Uh, which you know, every once a year, one of those big Comic Cons in San Diego, they already cancel it, and they they already plan to schedule return next year in July. And I find that's a you know makes sense. Cancel it, especially you know San Diego Comic Con. It's a big, big major. I never went to the San Diego Comic Con, but I know I heard about it, and they're like a big major event. A lot of people, lots and lots of people, a lot of gatherings, and I think that's the right thing. But yet, reopening makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it's like they have um, Supernova here, which is pretty similar to Comic Con. People cosplay and stuff, and. One of the events of Gold Coast still went ahead. This is before restrictions came in place. I'm like, man, the best of times I've been to Supernova, there's just people that just they just completely unhygienic. They reek, you know, they don't shower well and wash their hands. I'm like, there's no way I'm going anywhere near a Comic Con with this sort of thing going around. Because I've even heard stories of people at conventions or like for example, someone at a Super Smash Brothers tournament at a venue and they booked out one of the rooms and the venue had to come to them and hey Hey guys, look, we've had people that have come to the venue, not the room, and complained about your lack of hygiene. Like, guys, you need to shower, wash your hands, and do all this stuff. So, I want to be around anyone like that. Like, I've seen people before this go to public restrooms, not wash their hands at all, not even bother to get some water or something. It's like, man, I read something that something about if people actually wash their hands properly at airports, 
like most diseases wouldn't spread as far as they do, but you know, these people just go in like, Oh, don't wash my hands and whatever. So I'm hoping this constant hand washing thing is here to stay. Don't people think, Oh, coronavirus is settled down. I'm just going to not wash my hands. Can you get all uh, the nastiness that isn't coronavirus? Yeah, I mean, people, I mean, it's, it's a simple task. I mean, you learn that when you were little kids, wash your hands, you know, when, after you go to the bathroom, uh, cover your mouth when you cough or sneeze and this or that. But, you know, when people get older, not, I'm not saying everyone, but there I see people like don't wash their hands when they go to the bathroom. I mean, see them myself all, almost every time I go out, when I go to the movies, go eat. Or, you know, anything. And they don't wash their hands at all, which is pretty nice. I don't even want to shake their hands at all. <laughs> you know, yeah, you need to clean. It's just, yeah. it's just a simple task. And then this whole COVID-19 going on now, you need it. People need a, you know, at least hand sanitizer. I know it's hard to find now nowadays. But, you know, at least wash your hands with soap. You know, and I've been doing that like crazy. I mean, I've been washing my hands. Every time, every day, anyways. But I'm watching him a little bit much more, much more hardcore ever since this whole COVID nineteen going on. Yeah, well, it came out the bath soaps actually really effective against it. So we got went out shopping with no hand sanitizer or anything. So we just got simple bath soap because that's what was there. Like this will do, and it comes out that it's actually really effective for getting the virus off mm-hmm. your hand. So I'm glad we bought it. But yeah, I have about half a bottle of hand sanitizer left, and yeah, I've been holding on to that. I haven't been um been liberal with that. I'm like, oh, just a little dab when I can, when I need to go yeah, out. And yeah. That's about it. My teacher, I believe, she make her own hand sanitizer. Uh, I'm can't even say it anymore. <laughs> but she she make her own. I I saw that she posted on Facebook. I think a month ago, and she make it. She, she I guess she has the ingredients or something. I'm like, oh wow, she make her own. And if you know how to make it. That that's even good, you know. You don't have to worry about looking for that because you know it's hard to find, you know. Um, and you know these other products, it's hard to find. I mean, let's talk about toilet paper real quick. <laughs> Come, on, I mean, really, people, you could buy so much toilet paper. I mean, you kidding me? First off, that's not gonna stop the virus if you wrap around yourself like a mummy. <laughs> yeah, for whatever reason, even though there wasn't that many cases here, the whole toilet paper panic buying started here in Australia for some reason. It was just, I went to the shops one day and then like there was very little toilet paper. I'm like, oh, we'll get some because, you know, there's no toilet paper on the shelves. Like, this is real weird. And now it's been like constantly, like I go to the shops, like when I can, if I see some, I'll buy some, but that's very rare. It'd be like one at every five times I have to go to the shops. Not that I've really been going uh, to the shops lately, but I remember because they introduced that um, elderly and disabled people could shop at 7 and 8 a.m. only. So I'm like, oh, well, I'll go right at 8 a.m. when they open to see if there's anything left. And there's pretty much nothing yeah. left, even from there. Yeah, it's it's, just uh, yeah um, I haven't gone shopping for a while since this whole thing started. Um, like I said, I just put gas just earlier this week. But last time I go shopping was maybe early March. When I went to El Paso, and this before this, you know, it got worse or got bad, you know, if you know, and it's hard to find. And I, I, even now, I've been hearing, you know, no hard to find toilet papers. And then now they start limiting, say, you only allow one roll of toilet paper. And I'm, I'm good with the toilet paper. I'm set. I'm good for the time being. And I was choking. I was choking one not that long ago with my friend when I was talking to my friend. If I'm out of toilet paper. 
and I can't find any toilet paper when I go shopping. I'm gonna go find people who hover all these toilet paper, and I'm gonna go to back take a take a dump at their front yard. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this guy. He came in. He was on the news. Well, the, the guy himself was on the news, but one of the workers was. This guy went into a supermarket. He tried to return a hundred and fifty wow. cases of toilet paper and all this hand sanitizer because he set up an eBay store. And then eBay cracked down and we couldn't sell. He got, oh, <laughs> can I get my money back? And the guy that was working wow. just flipped him <laughs> off. <laughs> what a oh, wow. That's, that's something else. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, there, there, there's this one video. I don't know if I shared that to you. Maybe maybe I did. I, don't, I can't remember if I did. But it's on TikTok. And this one guy, he's there. It's nighttime. There are our toilet paper. And he needs to go to the bathroom. The father... His daughter go with him, go to the neighbors uh, to ask for toilet paper because he needs to go back, ring the doorbell. And and she opened the door and, and he said, do you have a toilet paper again, Bob? Because I really need this sh- shit badly. <laughs> I was so laughing so hard. He said, I can, I can spare you a one row. And I, I'll be right back. And she she gave him the one row. And I'm like, thank you so much. Thank you. And then he just run real quick <laughs> because he needs to go. Wow, yeah. It's just it's just crazy. Yeah. The logic behind it. It's like at the end of the day, if you're that desperate, like it's gross, but you can just fucking clean yourself in the shower or other things, like it was getting that bad and people were panicking, like, you know, say you, you run out of food or whatever, what are you gonna do? Eat your toilet I paper. Oh no, man. That, that that food is well, if I just go to Burger King <laughs> I just go burger game or Wendy. If I'm out of food, yeah, I I, I probably had to take a, a little. It may be a little more risk when you go out nowadays. Go maybe get food like Burger King, Wendy's, or whatever restaurant they do um, curbside orders or deliveries. You gotta do what you gotta do, unless you want to starve yourself to death. That's one way to lose weight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's annoying here because um. There's no Uber Eats in my area, so the only place mm. that delivers is pizza. I got pizza delivered the other day, and I'm like, wow, this is like the third person I've spoken to in person since my work shot. Like, I spoke to my girlfriend. I spoke to my mom briefly because she dropped over um chocolate for Easter, and that was the third person. This is the pizza delivery guy. I was just talking to him like, Wow, I think no wonder I'm so chatty. You're like the third person I've talked to in like at least a month. I got, yeah, I got a bunch I'm of restaurants where like ten minutes drive, like a bunch. Uh, Burger King, Jack in the Box. Uh, this piece of plate just open. Well, I don't know if they're open now because you know they were just finished. Right, with this whole started at the same time too. Um, Subway, uh, and you know, there's a bunch not far. It's like maybe. Five ten minutes drive where I live, <laughs> and so you know I'm I'm so I don't have to go far far away if I just go, want to go fast food, you know. <laughs> yeah, I live mm-hmm. directly, pretty much across the road from KFC. Even if there's a zombie outbreak, people get shot in the streets. Every time I look out the window, the KFC drive-through wow. is all the way down the road to the roundabout we have. But no matter what people want their chicken, it's just constant demand. Like I went for a walk um, the other day. Everywhere's dead. There's no one around except at the supermarkets and the huge lineup at KFC. It's like, 
Wow, what a recession-proof business. <laughs> wow, wow, you know, it's, it's I mean, this, this world is whole upside down now due to this COVID-19. Every, every country, you know, not just in Australia, United States, you know, every country is dealing with this now, you know, you know, Spain, Russia, um, North Korea, South Korea, you know, wherever, you know, and they may have, they might have handled the whole pandemic better than, than the United States, like Taiwan from Wired, they handle it better than we do. Um, and in this color this it's the politicians fault for doing poor job preparing when we first heard it back in what November or December and they just ignore it yeah well a lot of countries followed the advice of the World Health Organization but um, Taiwan aren't a part of the World Health Organization a lot of that has to do with China so they just did what they figured they needed to do they had a really good response and they tried to share the information with the World Health Organization mm-hmm. and they weren't interested. So yeah. it's kind of like, you know, they were trying to help even by the World Health Organization. Like, look, what we're doing is really helping. You can try this. So, yeah, like good on Taiwan for just, you know, doing their own thing. Like, look, this is how we need to combat it. Yeah. Let's do this, this, it's, and this. You know, and I'm, I don't believe I hate these politicians so bad now because, you know, this could be much better preparation. If it was a do a better job preparation, I I don't think New York wouldn't be a big mess like they're dealing with. We may it may still hit in the United States, but it won't be a big big mess like we're dealing with right now. Yeah, exactly. And like they hate to say, it, but compared to other first world countries, like it's not like the U.S. healthcare system holds up to any other first world countries having. Having a health crisis is like for you guys, like yeah. you know, an absolute disaster. Because, because I hear the prices that people pay for doctor and hospital visits in the US, and I'm like, that's absolutely crazy, man. Like it's just I mean, unfathomable it to people you know, to live like in the US. Like I said earlier, my mom's been going to the hospital the last two years. Go to ICU the last two two years in a row. By the way, uh, long story short, and you know. Yeah, we have insurance. She has insurance, which is good, you know, but some of the money, uh, she had to pay some of the, on her own too, some of the cost because the insurance, they'll pay the whole thing. And, you know, some maybe end up like 400 some dollars, 500 some dollars, you know, whatever. It's crazy. And she's been paying for the last few months. I think she already finally paid it off. But it's just ridiculous price. I'm like, why don't we just follow what, I, I believe Canada, their healthcare is free for crying out loud. Yeah, it's pretty much similar here. Like, you have to pay for, mm-hmm. you know, some things and what and whatever, but you're not going to get huge medical expenses like a history in the US of people like need to go to the hospital and they just don't because yeah, they don't want to pay crazy. for it. I remember years back when I used to play basketball, I bust my head open. Um, long story short, I had to get stitches, stitch it up. I, I, I got insurance, stitch it up, and then come back a week later, maybe take it out, and they show me the bill how much. It, it costs and for it to put stitches like seven hundred some dollars and to take it out it's like almost a thousand. Jesus, man! I did a similar thing to what I put and I didn't pay anything. It's just it's, it's crazy. Just <laughs> um, saying, my dad. Uh, he was mm. telling me a few weeks ago he sprained his ankle. He was thinking about going to hospital. He's like, "No, nah, I'm just gonna deal with it. It's not worth it. I don't want to go for a sprained <laughs> ankle and get." coronavirus yeah. <laughs> he just sucked it up i'm like 
Yeah, I don't really blame you at the moment because my dad lives in a, a town that I think has a population mm-hmm. of 200 people. So I don't have any cases there. I'm thinking, well, you yeah. pick the place to be. At the I, moment. Don't mean, <laughs> I mean, I spring my ankle before in the past. I'm like, no, you're good. I mean, you know, I, I, I don't blame him to take a chance. Don't take a chance to get COVID 19. I mean, I, even though before the COVID 19, I spring my ankle before I never go to the hospital. I, like, I just suck it up and I just put ice on it and that's it. And good. It takes a while to heal, but you know, good. I mean, and especially this COVID 19. No, I'm not gonna go to a hospital and get <laughs> infected because that sh- that stuff is crazy. We've seen people. I think there's like videos of people being sick and has these tubes on their nose or anything because you know this COVID nineteen attacked the lungs. Yeah, it's crazy. Like I saw an interview with a doctor. He had his own YouTube channel. He said people come in, say they have symptoms that may be COVID nineteen, but they don't have it. They then have to put them in the COVID-19 ward around people that have the virus and they're exposing people that potentially may not have it and they could give it to them while they're in the waiting bay. But it's like they can either do that and expose them to coronavirus or have someone that may be infectious around other people that don't have coronavirus. So it's like, yeah, what do you do in that like situation? As I mentioned earlier, it's an unpreparation. It's not the doctor's fault or anything like that. It's the politician's fault because, you know, you have an opportunity to tell the nation and the clean doctor and nurses be, be ready for this COVID nineteen, so they can be prepared, be more organized. What to do when this COVID nineteen hit the state? Because it didn't hit the state. What January? Like I mentioned, it hit the United States January. If they were really do a better job prepared, and I talk about when I talk about politicians, I talk about also the state of governor, uh, New Mexico, uh, New York, California, Hawaii, Florida. And the list go on and on. The state governor has at least the opportunity. Uh, uh, don't listen to that meathead, uh, new state uh, president of the United States because he's so ignore it. Uh, just protect your states. Be prepared and tell the, those doctors, in the, especially in the ICU. Because you know, uh, I remember I read somewhere maybe two weeks ago in Detroit. I think it was in Detroit, Michigan. There's a bunch of people at the ER and someone who has a virus. At the hallway, die with the COVID nineteen. They didn't get helped because it was there's a lot of people there at the ER for the COVID nineteen situation, and that's just sad, man. Yeah, it's just some decisions here are baffling as well. Like I remember me and my mate were talking on PlayStation, and these flights came in from China, and the government were like, "Oh, you know, should we send them back? Whatever." They're like, "Oh, just did some checks and let them off." Or both, like. They should just send those planes back. Too bad. You're going back. And then with the cruise ship they had here, there were people that were infectious, they didn't clean properly, and, and then they docked again from the previous cruise on March 8th. And now these people got on on the 8th of March to go on this cruise, having all sorts of dramas on it. I wouldn't say too much because I don't have the facts exactly straight, but look up the Ruby Princess Australia because there's now a criminal investigation into it. But the other part of me is thinking, man... This shit was going around on the 8th of March. What are you doing going on a cruise? I'm not going to go on a drive to Sydney, let alone on a cruise where you could potentially be stuck there for ages. What are you doing going on a cruise on the 8th of March to begin with? Like, you couldn't pay me enough to go yeah, on a cruise at the start of March. I, I wouldn't go to cruise at all. I mean, I never I went to cruise, not that I'm aware of. 
uh, or remembered from the top of my memory. But I'm, if, to this situation, I'm not going to cruise, especially cruise with a lot of people. No. And, you know, especially not now, now when things are not settled yet, <laughs> because you're going to get it. <laughs> you're a part of getting it, and you hurt, and we can hurt, you know, the people in the cruise have that virus, you know. I believe that isn't it one cruise, there's an, isn't there like another cruise they deal with that something similar and they don't, they don't let them, uh, dock in wherever they stop and that's, they're stuck in the ship in the, I don't know where. Oh, that's the one, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the Ruby Princess, that's what I'm talking about, yeah, they're trying to decide whether they can port and do all this stuff at the moment. And yeah, they're like, because I assume people would have went on it because the careers would have been really cheap. Mm -hmm. It would have been really cheap for a reason. And now they're they're stuck in basically a horror show. I remember my grandparents went on a cruise ship, like I think it was five years ago or so. And there was an outbreak of a virus. Obviously, it was a deadly virus, but people were getting sick on board and stuff. And then what can you do? You can't just jump (laughs) overboard and go for a swim and get back to land. Yeah, it's like it's the worst place to be in an outbreak. It's like, oh, what, what were you guys thinking then? Like, I feel for the yeah. staff that that's their job; they're going to make a living. For the people, like, oh yeah, I'm going to go on a cruise because it's cheap. It's like, yeah, why? I mean, why do this to yourself? Not to have fun. I get it; they want to have fun and have this once a lifetime experience. But they heard about this COVID nineteen. I'm like, oh no, they should like because you know they got. Fa- I'm sure people got family kids, grandkids, niece, nephews, whatever, you know, you may not come back because this virus is deadly. You want to take that chance? You may not, you may not feel bad in the terms of, you may not get any symptoms, but you probably get, we, we mentioned that a while ago, this, this virus thing, symptoms may not show, but next, but until maybe the two, 14 days, I believe. Yeah, I think something like that, like, you know, you can be infectious the whole time, not know it, and then he's going to go around spreading it. But, yeah, I think I think some people go as late as five days without showing any symptoms, like if they are going to yeah, get symptoms. I... So, yeah, like, I'm not taking much chances. Like, I don't, I don't want this shit. I, I don't want the cold or the flu, let alone yeah, coronavirus. So I'm staying I, as home as much as I, I can. I stay home. Uh, I, I, well, you know, what I do, you know, in quarantine, I play either few games, watch something on Netflix, watch something on WWE Network, watch something on Disney Plus, watch something on my DVR that I record, or something on TV. Go to my mom's house, go eat good food, by the way. <laughs> As I have to say, and you know, go and then go home. Maybe stay over there at my mom's house, watch TV a little bit, and then go over there. My I, my dog stay with me, so it's just me and my dog. And, you know, we just sit back, you know, you know, hopefully this whole COVID-19 get better. I mean, go away. I mean, I'm I hoping like a miracle with this whole vaccine uh, come sooner than later. Like some miracle, you never know. It could happen. It may not. It may so, but, you know, and, you know, it gets frustrating with this whole quarantine thing. It gets boring, too. To do the same thing almost every day now. <laughs> yeah, it's like the funniest thing I've seen is people are panicking, going out in masks and stuff is understandable. And then I see people 
with their bare hands touch the light to cross the road. I'm like, uh, man, that light never gets cleaned. Trust me, I live near it. That net, what are you doing, guys? They're like, it's washing hands and whatever. I'm like, use your elbow, whatever you do. Don't touch that thing to cross the road, man, because that gross. just does not get cleaned. Full stop. <laughs> that is gross. Uh, I don't know what people are thinking yeah. nowadays. People are going nuts. I, I know there's some people who do like scam now with the testing, like the fake test, and that's pretty crazy, you know, and even the stimulus check that, you know, people are going to get these stimulus check. They, there's even a new scam that's solved just today. They get like a tax saying, uh, you know, stimulus check, this and that, whatever. They has the number or whatever, but they, the one thing that scammer make a mistake is they spell something wrong. <laughs> I like a little tip. If scammers, your correct spelling will help your credibility. <laughs> Yeah, we have the same thing here. A lot of people are getting uh, fake texts from Centrelink, which is basically a like government welfare service thing here. It's the same thing. People get um, fake things from the tax office saying you can get your tax return back and like all your superannuation. Like you can get that back in very uh, basically four hundred one k. In very extreme circumstances, the government will let people access that even though they're not retired, and then people. Again, scammed through like, oh, you're about to do all this, even though they're not eligible, things like that. So it's just crazy. And obviously, people that aren't that tech savvy, they're like, and they're panicked. They're like, oh yeah, that seems legit. Yeah. And then they click on it and get yeah. scammed. Now, let me ask you something. Um, you know, this whole COVID nineteen started from that uh, what's the place called Wuhan. I hope I say it right. <laughs> Wuhan, China. And you know, I'm sure you probably had some conspiracy, like some people blame China, including myself. I kind of blame China because, and the, the reason why I say up in China is the government was secretly they tell they don't tell anyone until like later, later when it's too late. And I think the government and some people think maybe they were under attack. Some people think so. Some people think you know otherwise. But you know, I the reason why I blame China, like I mentioned, the governor I think keep it like a secret and they shouldn't keep it secret and Donald Trump say he, he's the person in China is he's a good friend with if he was really a good friend he would tell you what's going on I guess you you know about it ahead of time and there were reports about uh what was it intelligent spies or something like that monitoring this whole COVID-19 since November and he knows about it but he doesn't he leave it leave it alone you kidding me now are you much of conspiracy theories with China? Are you blaming China in a sense? Oh, I don't think it'd even be a conspiracy theorist. I think pretty much everyone's of the consensus that they suppressed the information about the virus as long as they could, where they could have been straight up be like, oh, we have this situation here, let everyone know straight away. Because I think they've definitely used that to their advantage because so many countries are of China money and they're trying to like pay up and they're like, uh, yeah, economy is even further ruined now because of this virus. Like, I, I believe they're definitely using it that to their advantage. Yeah. Now, and China did a complete lockdown. Uh, right now in the United States, we're doing a semi-lockdown, if you want to call that. Um, even though some state may be more stricter now. Uh, I think New York just started like, for people who had to wear a mask uh, to cover up the face or something like that uh, just started today. And 
you fit now in Australia, you think they should do a complete lockdown? Um, oh, not a complete lockdown because we're doing pretty good. Like, as I said, there's only 6,000 cases, which compared to the US is you know nothing. So, we're doing pretty well at the moment. It's just, it's not, it's pretty much a lockdown. Like, you can go out to shop and that sort of thing. It's not, yeah, they're doing pretty good. So, they have a level three lockdown. I think New Zealand they had level four, which they shut like certain restaurants down that were takeaway. And that sort of thing. But I think we're pretty good where we are. I wouldn't rush out to reopen anything anytime soon. A lot of people, like, a lot of people just don't understand and they get optimistic. Like when the government said, in four weeks, we'll reassess the situation. A lot of people think, oh, in four weeks, everything's going to be open. I'm going to go out to the pub. I'm going to have a party. I'm like, well, that means in four weeks, they're going to sit down again and reassess the situation. They could just sit down again and be like, no, it's another four weeks. We, That's all happening. Over here, it's supposed to be April 30th, been expired for this whole staying home order. April 30th, um, Trump wants to reopen in May 1st. Uh, some states are planned to reopen in May 1st. Uh, Ohio, or Ohio, the governor in Ohio, and I don't know who the governor in Ohio, but stated that he's going to reopen in May 1st. Texas, as I mentioned earlier, sometime next week, I think. Uh, started with the park. We opened the park in Monday, and different days some other reopening. Um, still social distancing, monitor the the situation. I believe Trump have revealed like for phase one, phase two, phase three for the uh, what you call it to reopen America. Uh, I don't remember the top of my head regarding these these phases, but it's not gonna work. I mean, it may work, but. We open it's too soon, too premature. It's... Oh, absolutely. The amount of cases in the US, like, I don't know if people want to reopen, like, in the next, if I was in the US, I'd be like, maybe in six months' time, like, that'd be crushing the economy, but yeah, there's no economy if people are dying left, right, and center. Like, well, you're going to have to take that chance. And, like, our government here has, like, had to spend an absolute fortune on the job keeper and um, job seeker stimulus. So they're basically paying a lot of people to just sit at home, work, work from home where you can and that sort of thing. But like, for example, I'm a bartender. I can't bartend at home. So I've got the job keeper program where I am. I'm still employed by an employer, but obviously there's no work at the moment because all bars are shut where so they could have just been like, Oh, you know, we have to shut, you know, we have to let you all go. And then people had to go out and find very limited work that's not there. But it was like, you know, they did the, they did what they could. It's definitely like going to cost them a huge amount of money. And but it was definitely was, and I, myself included. I can understand a little bit since why you want to reopen soon because people need have bills to pay. That's you know, especially people who have kids, you need to pay the bills and that. But that's where you know this whole preparation. Need to be at a long time ago from the politician that just worked things out. How people got to pay their bills, uh, we, we how to cover that up, um, prepare for the doctors and nurses, whatever. Um, even the police, because crime rates may go up regarding this whole staying home order when the state's gonna do it, or you know, Australia is gonna do it, you know, wherever <laughs> in other countries do it, you know. This is why, you know, this is really all messed up now. This organization, on um, preparation, um, 
It's good. People don't. I don't know. I don't know the right term to say it. I was gonna say they don't take it lightly to begin with, since what November, December in that time frame, but especially when they hit China in December. And I believe China start their lockdown like about early January or sometime January, I think. And they unlock and Wuhan lift the lockout like March. That's like what two three months period. Yeah, but a lot of people like you to factor in with China that their government is not <laughs> you can't mouth off to the government there. Like I've heard stories that if you need to go to the hospital, like say you broke your leg and it wasn't coronavirus related, too bad, sit at home. If you went out without a mask, you'd be in trouble. And say you're wandering the streets, like it's not going to be a warning with the Chinese government. That you, if the government tells you, then the police tell you, hey, you have to go home, you're going to go home. We'll face the consequences. Like I saw a video in India, all these people walking out in the street and the police were just hitting them with sticks to go back into their houses. Like you can't get away with that in say the USA or Australia, there'd be uproar. But countries where they're just used to that yeah. sort of thing, it's like, do we tell them go home? If, if people, if they say go home, you better go home. You know what, I, I understand if you break a leg or something, you need to go to the hospital, but do you want to take a chance to go to the hospital? Again, the COVID nineteen because things are going pretty crazy, and you don't want to get COVID nineteen. Have a family, or whether you're not have a family, and you know, you're like, oh, I'm not feeling too well. I have a uh, fever. Let's go. Let's go to the. And you know, even if you got a fever, it doesn't mean you have COVID nineteen. Yeah, I know COVID nineteen is part of the the symptoms of fever, um, but you know. But if you don't have it, you have a fever, and you go there, and there's people you go into the people who has COVID nineteen. Yep, you got it. <laughs> and that's a very tricky situation. If I if I if I was in my shoes, and I, I let's say I have a fever now, I'm not going to the hospital. I just take Tylenol and see and hope for the best. Because <laughs> if I go to the hospital, I'm definitely going to get COVID nineteen if they put me there. <laughs> Yeah, it would have been very interesting to see. Um, uh, a lot of people think everything's just going to reset and be back to normal. I think a lot of jobs aren't going to exist anymore. There's going to be a lot of changes, a lot of people going to work from home in the future. But I remember Andrew Yang's uh, UBI, I think the universe, people know the universal basic income. His plan was everyone for U.S. citizen was a guaranteed payment of $1,000 a month. And I think... Um, if you're more wealthy, some got taxed off, but it was just for for everyone because he said in the next 10 years, a lot of jobs are going to be gone due to automation and stuff. I feel like with this virus, it's definitely fast-tracked that, that a lot of people think all these jobs are going to come back when it when it's over are going to get replaced by automation or a lot of people more working from home. It's going to be a very different no, yeah, world. It's like, not, not just going to be a reset back not, to normal. You know, um, things are going to be changed forever. Um, this whole COVID nineteen is gonna be state. Uh, this this will be a new. I, I guess you could call it the new flu, <laughs> even though they have the name COVID nineteen. But that's you know the new. This is the new thing for everyone. And until there's a vaccine, vaccine, it'll be like that. Frequently, I don't know. I don't know. I want to say once a year, once a month. But you know, just like you get a flu shot. If what flu shot once a year, I get flu shot once a year. Now, this is COVID-19. Once this vaccine show uh, available, that's going to be probably once a year, too, that coverage for people not to get that COVID-19 because this COVID-19 is here to stay. 
Exactly. It, we used to look back at it like um, mm-hmm. polio and the measles, like there's vaccines for them. But I remember there, there was an outbreak of measles because this woman wasn't vaccinated for it. And she went all across. She went like 20 different places all over this local area in five hours. I'm thinking if I had a competition to go to all these places, I'd fail. I don't know how she did it. But like things like that's still happening. So yeah, like people think it's gonna disappear. Like that's just gonna be like yeah, yeah you know, and, it's gonna be here forever. And you know, it's just it's it's the way it is. I mean, it sucks. It really sucks badly, and it, it is scary. You know, um, the, and you know, sadly, this COVID night, this whole thing going on right now, it's gonna be on the history books. It's gonna be all said and done. It's gonna be on the history books. Yeah, well, I think thanks for talking to you, man. I think I might wrap it up. I was getting at 70 minutes. So it's good talking to you, man, especially <laughs> yeah. sitting at home. Obviously, don't get to talk Yeah, it's to very many people um, at the moment. I, so I'm, it's good I feel to have famous you. now because uh, um, this is the first time I'm actually a guest on a podcast. You know, <laughs> as everyone know or people may not know, I have my own podcast. And I usually do the hosting I'm as a host. And this is my first time being a guest on someone's podcast. So I thank you for inviting me. And I've, I'm famous now. <laughs> so, well, I'll just wrap it up. Thank you, everyone, for listening. You can check out Phyllis' podcast on Anchor, on Spotify, and a lot of other platforms. It's called the Let's Talk 